Halos, and welcome to the Halos and Games Cast, episode 129. My name is Jeffrey Morris. Joining me here today is the Nathan Wagner. One, two, nine is also as you count as a th- three-year-old. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, how could that have slipped my mind? And uh, bringing us back down to earth is Rob Douglas. I was just going to say, I was like, um, my almost three-year-old doesn't count like that. Well, <laughs> counts one, two, three, four. <laughs> and Nathan doesn't have any kids, so I guess we probably shouldn't be listening to him. Yeah, um, probably not. But we do have a really fun show for you guys uh, today. As we told you guys on uh, last week's episode, we are going to be talking all about the new Nintendo Direct. There was a lot of fun announcements and games uh, that will be coming out this year for Nintendo Switch. Not a 3DS announcement site, praise the Lord. And um, also some uh, fun rumors, game announcements, and uh, Metacritic scores. We're going to keep you up to date uh, to on the news here. So um, the biggest game that I think kind of came out this last week is uh, Crackdown 3, which is the long-awaited Xbox uh, One exclusive that uh, I think a lot of people thought was going to get like canned, like it kept getting delayed so long. <laughs> but uh, um, it finally came out, and it officially landed at a 60% on Metacritic. Um, I did a little bit of research, and uh, the first uh, Crackdown game uh, was, I think, at 85 on Metacritic. The second one was like a 72, and the third one is now a 60. So not good to see, I think, <laughs> a series, you know, get worse scores, review scores with each version, iteration, sequel it puts out. Yeah, um, yeah. He's trying to in the said, wrong direction. Yeah, that being said, I really enjoyed the game. Um, so you played it, right, because you have a Game Pass? Yeah, no, I, I beat it this weekend. I played through the whole oh, game. Oh, you beat game it, pass. wow. Okay. I mean, it took takes five and a half hours. Like, oh, like that's the, like the campaign nothing. Is yeah. yeah, the campaign is extremely short, and that's it's not a hundred percent, but it's doing everything in a way, if that makes sense. So I did all the main missions and took over all the bases and towers. The only thing I haven't done is like collected all like the random like agility orbs and like found you know all the different random hidden things. But <clears> done practically <throat> everything in like six hours, which is why I'm glad it's on Game Pass because like it was fun. I enjoyed my time. But if I was paying sixty dollars for this game, like, yeah, I I would be kind of upset, you, you know. Would, so I think it's good that it does have a sixty rating, so that people, you yeah. know, aren't getting so, expectations out of hand. But did it, did it feel good to play? Because I was over uh, your house this weekend and I watched you play a little bit of it, and the game looked like a basically like an Xbox three hundred and sixty game. Yes, it does. It it looks looks terrible. Like it doesn't look good. Like. For, for comparison, you know, this is a pretty much open world superhero, you know, kind of shooter game or, or explosion game where you just blow things up. Um, a good comparison, I think, is Infamous Second Son, which was, you know, what what was it, a launch game for PS4? Um, and that game looked really, really good for the time. And that game still looks miles ahead of Crackdown 3. Like, Crackdown 3 does not look as good as that game. Another comparison is Sunset Overdrive, you know, Insomniac uh, Games, Xbox One exclusive from, what, four years I, ago I now? I think that's even a little bit of a better because, you know, the art style in Sunset Overdrive is super over-the-top, kind of cartoony. Yeah, and it's, it's cel-shaded. Crackdown's of, a little it's cel-shaded. cel-shaded yeah. Crackdown is a little bit cel-shaded and stuff like that. Like, the, the vibe they're going for is uh, yeah. much Gameplay more similar. Gameplay and vibe is very Overdrive. similar, although Sunset Overdrive is, like, an amazing game that's way, way better than Crackdown 3. 
That being said, you know, I still enjoyed Crackdown 3, but it's like, if you haven't played Sunset Overdrive, like, just buy that. It's like, it's like 10 bucks now. You can have a much yeah. better experience, you know, doing pretty much the same thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it plays plays well enough. I, I wasn't expecting more than, you know, what I had played in the first two Crackdown games, which I really liked back in the day. Um, and this pretty much feels like it is like Crackdown 1 remastered in a way. Like, it pretty much just feels, it looks almost exactly like the first one. Um, you're pretty much doing the same thing. And, you know, once you unlock the rocket launchers and explosives, that's when it becomes really fun because you just, like, tear <clears> through <throat> places, super overpowered, and just blow everything up. And, you know, it's fun. But, uh, yeah, the... 60%, I think, is somewhat fair. I, I might have given it, like, maybe a 65 or, you know, high 60s. But, um, yeah. yeah. But, anyways, Nathan, you predicted a 65%. Um, I did. I did on our uh, show where we predicted Metacritic. I predicted sixty-five. Rob was a little, was very down on this game. Rob, you were forty-five percent. <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking it would probably be a lot worse. And I think, I think the fan, kind of the fandom of this game and the expectation of this game coming out beat me on this one. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think people kind of were <clears throat> ex- expecting it to kind of be what it was and so it makes sense yeah. did where it was at um i do want to take this opportunity to say hopefully if you made a bet on who would get more right me or rob um <laughs> if you bet on me your money's low you should probably start uh banking that money you could maybe invest it because uh i'm off <laughs> to a hot start here um, yeah well you guys know last uh last week was kind of a crazy day like four games <clears throat> came out at the same time so let's run through the rest of here yeah, Please, yeah. uh Jump Force, um, the actual Metacritic score was 60%. Rob predicted a 71%. Um, I guess he believed in the anime. Uh, I I predicted 63%. So uh, Rob can uh, take that L. And then... (laughs) Sorry, I'm having a lot of fun here. uh, uh, (laughs) It's like I'm winning something. (laughs) Far Cry New Dawn. (laughs) Far Cry New Dawn. um, The actual Metacritic score was 73%. I I predicted a 71%, so pretty close. And uh, Rob was a little bit down. Uh, 62%. So um, there's another L, and I, I think we can just skip the last release and, and move on to the next one. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is probably the best release out of all these games that came out. Yeah. Metro Exodus actually came out to really great re- reception. It looks gorgeous. It's a, It looks like it's a fun game to play. And it got an actual Metacritic of 81%. Rob guessed 84%. So that's a W for Rob. Take that L with your 70%, well, Nathan. And, and we know that Rob won <laughs> Resident Evil 2. He won that prediction, just barely. And then yeah. uh, Nathan won Kingdom Hearts 3. So right now, exactly. tally is four for Nathan, four two for two. Rob. But you know we still have a lot, a lot of games to go. Exactly. Uh, Rob can, have another five can totally yeah, make, make a nice comeback here. But... Uh, um, nice, nice predictions. You guys were only, you know, a couple percentages off for for those of you who won. So I'll say after Anthem. If, uh, I, I I, here's good. what, no, here's here's what I'm gonna say is, uh, depending on how the rest of this plays out, I might try and get into the uh, investing world based on uh, my <laughs> <laughs> predictions. Well, what yeah, could possibly go analyst, wrong? Video game analyst, you know, tell people <laughs> what to do with their money. Makes well, sense. Also, um. For all of you who are listening, we what's kind of funny about this is the winner has been within five percent every single time so far, yeah. while the loser has been pretty, pretty far, far off. off. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have well to speaking of Anthem, um, yep. there's already been a couple of reviews that have landed for Anthem, um, even though the game doesn't technically come out till Friday, and that is because, as with uh, you know all the big EA games, uh, this game 
was uh, launched, what, what is it, 10 days early, Rob, on EA Access? Or is it a week early? Do you, uh, do you I think it was a week, a week early on EA Access. Okay. Now, this is the part that was complicated. On Xbox, apparently, you can play only the first, you can only play 10 hours in EA Access. And then after okay. that, you kind of get cut off until the game officially launches on the 22nd. Yeah. But if you're playing on PC, you can play as long as you want, I guess. Like, there's no that's, cutoff time. That's really weird. Why yeah. Why that? Uh, why is that different? <laughs> I have no idea why that is. Maybe it's like a is Microsoft it... thing. Maybe they, they limit it to, to 10. Why? But but no, if it's Microsoft, though, they if they're only letting you play a certain portion on Xbox, that seems really weird. That's... That's like PC I did not know that. That that is, right that is strange. However, people have been playing it a lot, and you know, and since the PC you, version okay, is okay. So essentially is, out, like reviews have started to drop for it already. If you have uh, Origin Access Premiere on PC, which is the Premiere version, which I guess isn't available on Xbox One, you can uh, play the full game um, starting February fifteenth. So it's like a more exclusive version of EA Access. Yes, basically. Version. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. But, but could they even could they even play it that well? Because I mean, it kind of started off with. Well, and I mean, that's kind of what we're going to get to is um, some of the people who have been playing through this game. You know, are writing reviews for it, and they're basing their reviews off of you know this game that technically isn't out yet. Is that right, Jeff? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the game, you know, the full launch is on Friday, and they've already announced uh, you know a really big day one patch you know i say that in quotations since you know the game's already kind of out but technically release date is on friday um so there's a big day one patch that's going to be addressing a lot of problems with like big like these are like big problems like people are getting loading screens like you know that i experienced from the demo that go on for like minutes and minutes and minutes and like spawning into zones way later than your teammates and Oh, if you, you know, are downed when a boss is killed, you get zero loot, even though you, you know, spent two hours on the mission and, you know, just tons of changes and tweaks and things are getting, you know, supposedly fixed in this day one patch. But, you know, as you said, reviews are already kind of happening and people, especially, you know, a lot of these big fans who paid to have access to this a week early, you know, are already kind of having a not so great experience. So I don't know. I, I just feel like this is, a real bummer that EA is, you know, has this program, like if, cause they're doing this with like every game. And so they're saying, Hey, you know, if we're publishing you, you have to be available a week before you're actually ready. And like your day one patch, you know, it doesn't really matter. People are going to play it before that patch hits and, you know, get a different impression than those who pick it up when it actually launches. So I don't yeah, know. It's that... a really weird problem to be, be in. I, I really feel for the devs who are <laughs> probably just like, Oh no, people are, you know, hating on our game, and we have all these things fixed, but it's not out yet, and why are they playing it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, you know, first impressions, especially in video games, is everything. Like, if you have a negative first impression of a game, even if it's something with, like, a beta or some, or a demo or yeah. something like that, where you know it's going to get fixed in the future, that can negatively impact or say, hey, I'm not, you're not, I'm never going to play this game again, or just say I'm out. So I mean, how many, how many games, particularly in this sense, like No Man's Sky, uh, Sea of Thieves, that had to go through several patches before they kind of got to their final form where they're a lot better, that just completely drove people away from bad experiences in the get-go. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of in the very similar light of that online-type game, so... Yeah, and, and you know, we, we've talked about that on the show, right? We kind of compared it to, you know, the launch of Destiny, right? When it first launched, yeah. you know, it wasn't in the best state. There's a lot of problems, and, you know, here we are five years later, and Destiny is, you know, in a much better 
place and has done you know completely overhauled things and we are hoping and predicting that you know a similar path will probably happen with anthem you know not not hoping that it's not good when it launches but hoping that it does improve you know as it as it goes through um you know the year of the of service and you know what, everything that comes with that game but you know i like you said nathan the first impressions are <laughs> extremely important when i played that demo and I couldn't get in for the first hour. I kept getting infinite loading screens and kicked out of the game. And I was just like, my first impression is this game's a waste of time. Like, it's yeah. it's hard hard to get those first impressions back. But um, the few reviews that are out are kind of circling around the, the 70% range for Anthem. Um, so I'm not sure what your guys' predictions were. But uh, I think we can maybe give a little update next week when uh, hopefully more yeah, final Nathan, reviews Yeah, let, let's, let's wait for, for more for the game to actually be fully out before we yeah, uh, talk about that. I guessed uh, 58% and Nathan guessed the 77%. So Nathan will probably take the W on this one. But <laughs> yeah, we'll Rob see. was just mad I'll, that it's not Mass Effect. <laughs> I was I was actually really just hoping it would bomb hardcore. Exactly. So, so that they would uh, return. So the Bioware shuts I, down I forever and makes nothing. I saw someone on Twitter talking... Uh, I saw someone on Twitter talking about, you know, having frustrations and problem with loading into the game. And they're like, Mass Effect, the Mass Effect series died for this game and it is not worth it. Yeah, well, <laughs> only time will tell, but yes. uh, I don't yeah, think it's I, it's looking very good for Anthem so far. So, Well, I, I think kind of my decision, I think this is your decision, Jeff, too, to kind of say, hey, let's wait a couple months and uh, see how Anthem is doing in a couple months. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I guarantee this yeah. game will be down to 20 bucks this summer. Like, yeah, <laughs> if it's down be, to twenty bucks this summer, and it's have worked, all these things worked out, and yeah, and if it the- if it's actually looks really good, and all that's been fixed, and you know we got a group of friends who will jump in and play it, like, yeah, I might I might give it a try, but definitely not jumping into this at launch. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so a new game has been announced from Team Cherry. That is uh, the three man indie development team um, that made Hollow Knight, uh, which was a very successful Kickstarter game that's uh, now out on all platforms. And um, the official name of the game is Hollow Knight Silk Song. And the awesome thing about this game is, um, for those of you who haven't kind of been following the development cycle, is um, with the original Hollow Knight release, they did uh, a couple DLC packs. Most of them were kind of like to add like new bosses and like a l- little bits of like new content. Um, and all that DLC was free DLC included for anyone who owned the game, which is really cool. And they've been kind of teasing that they've been working on this really big new DLC that would be a, more of a paid DLC for people who bought the game. Um, that would be you know, a new character and be a lot bigger. And my expectations was something kind of like Shovel Knight where they uh, you know, kind of go through the same kind of levels but switch up the gameplay, add in a few new mechanics and stuff like that. But kind of be similar, you know, reuse, reuse a lot of assets. Um, that is not the case with this new Hollow Knight game. Um, not only is it you know a full new character, uh, new bosses, new areas. Like this is completely full sequel. Like they and it said there's going to be over 150 new enemies in this in this game, which I don't wow. like. Yeah. It blows my mind because there was already like a hundred, like a very similar number in the first Hollow Knight game, and I'm like. How are you guys coming up with 150 more different like bug enemies? Um, and so this game just looks like a full-on sequel already to Hollow Knight. And you know, there's no release date. I think this game's still at least a year away. Like it's you know probably still has a lot of a lot of work to be done with how ambitious the sequel seems. But um, yeah, just really really cool news uh, that 
the impressions I got on like Twitter when I saw this was announced was just like, you know, like we don't deserve you team cherry. Like you're making yeah. this full on sequel, just putting all this effort into making totally new areas. And you know, it's all hand drawn, like art and animation that just looks beautiful. So um, I'm, well, I'm really, really stoked for this one. And so I was doing some research actually, and Hollow Knight actually started out as a Kickstarter game. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, this, uh, one of their kind of stretch goals for Kickstarter was, hey, they were going to do like a DLC and um, I think add a new character in it and stuff like that. So this is actually a Kickstarter stretch goal that they started working on. And then as they were working on the DLC, they were like, you know, this is actually getting really big. And I think we, we kind of just want to blow it out and make it a full sequel to Hollow Knight. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of how it um, became what it is. And anyone who backed it on Kickstarter originally is going to be getting this for free, which is that's what crazy. I was just about to ask because I was like, if it was originally a DLC and now it's a full sequel, I mean that would be, if you already paid for it, that would be super cool to get it for free. Yeah, and, yeah. And this game on Kickstarter, like this wasn't, you know, like ukulele or like some some game where it got you know millions and millions of dollars from you know hundreds of thousands of backers. Like I believe there was there's less than three thousand backers. I think it was like. 2,500 or something like that. So yeah, I, I think it's really good on them to, you know, really thank, uh, you know, those, those couple thousand fans uh, for their support and, you know, making yeah. really Hollow Knight a, a reality. And, you know, it's good to see a game that had such kind of a small beginnings really kind of blow up and do so well on, mm -hmm. you know, so many platforms I, I and really yeah. enable them to make I, this I was sequel. reading somewhere and I read that it's, uh, it's sold over 2 million copies across all different platforms. Wow. Um, Dang. So that's good. Very, very well. It was very impressive. Which, you know, th yeah. this game had a pretty long development cycle. There's only three people on the team, but still, yeah. when you think about all the money from that two million like units sold going to those three people, like, yeah, like I, I think they can totally afford to, you know, take take a while and make a full full fledged sequel, you know? Yeah. And I th I think if they're announcing it this early in 2019 i think their goal is probably to get it out by the end or near the end of this year so i don't think we'll have to wait a whole year before we see this one uh yeah we'll see i i i remain skeptical they, they didn't give a year or a date for a reason and just looking at other like similar indie games like like shovel knight for example they just yeah. delayed the the three-pack amiibo and the king of cards and the showdown mode like again, like it was supposed to come out next month and it's already been delayed before. And it's it's probably gonna come out sometime in the summer or something now. And I, I think a lot of time with these smaller smaller games, especially a team that's working so hard and really wants to put mm -hmm. a lot in there, um, like Team Cherry and like the, you know, the Yacht Club games, people did Shovel Knight, I think it, pro project gets a lot bigger than they originally anticipated. But regardless, I will probably be there day one, uh, excited, uh, excited <laughs> to try this one. Yeah. All right. Well, our last news piece for this week is a hot and spicy rumor, uh, <laughs> fresh off the rumor mill, uh, as reported by Nintendo Insider last week. Um, they said that, according to uh, a couple sources that they have, and it also kind of lines up with some comments made by um, some Game Informer folks, um, that Scalebound, the uh, former Platinum Games Xbox One exclusive game that got canceled a few years back, is rumored to be revived um, for the Nintendo Switch. So uh, potentially, if this story is true, we could see an Xbox One exclusive game that fans were pretty excited for, but unfortunately yeah. got canned by Microsoft as they were, you know, kind of 
closing a lot of games. Like that's when they close like Fable and you know a bunch of other series. Um, we could see an Xbox One exclusive game that got canceled come to Nintendo Switch as an exclusive game, which I think would be a huge PR win for Nintendo because you know this game theoretically is dead and you know is dead as far as we know but it coming from the ashes and coming out i think would be make a lot of people happy and win nintendo uh, a lot of uh, new fans but uh what do you guys think do you think there's that this is true at all do you think it's complete nonsense do you uh do you want to see this happen or do you think Scalebound should die let me know what, <laughs> what do you think i think i think one of the the cool things about this is is going to if you're a Microsoft fan or if you are an Xbox One owner who doesn't have a Switch or anything like this, this is annoying. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, this game that you were so in- excited, it was one of the, I think it was the hottest anticipated game of two years ago. Yeah, they, and, they, I think they showed it 2015 and 2016, I think. And then yeah, yeah. The dust and, after like, two E3 they showed a whole like eight or nine minute gameplay video and everything of like fighting dragons and beats and like this cool sword fighting and magic and everything. It looks super cool. But I think if you're a gamer, this is a good thing. Like a game like this that basically seemed to get canned by the big corporation of Microsoft coming back out of the dust to kind of resurface that's that's cool i think that's i think it's something that all gamers would love to see is some of these games that you know you were excited about they get canceled and then someone another developer comes along and says hey by the way guys i think we can uh resurrect this one i think it's i mean so we've seen this happen before right with bayonetta 2 bayonetta 2 was originally you know being half funded um was in development under sega and then they kind of pulled out and then yep. Nintendo came in and was like, Hey, if you will give you the money and finish it, if you release it as an exclusive exclusive for the Wii U. And so that's the only way that game came out. And this sounds like a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's kind of crazy because it's not a third party. It's Microsoft, like a first party developer. Yeah. And the fact that whatever was written in the contract that basically Microsoft would allow them to keep whatever work they had done on, on it and go to a different publisher is um, just kind of crazy. Yeah, so. well, the, apparently Microsoft has walked away from the trademark. Like, they tried filing a new trademark, and since they didn't have any plans with it, it just kind of lapsed, and so no one really owns the trademark right now. And so, like you said, Nathan, they seems like they just kind of let it go and said, hey, we're not going to do anything with it. If someone else picks it up, whatever, but, you know, we're not interested anymore, I guess. And I mean... It- if, if there was any game that Nintendo could revive, like, you know, this is a Japanese platinum game, which Nintendo has a hit history with, right? And it looks like the type mm. of game that could do well um, in Japan and kind of would have a following with Japanese audiences oh, yeah. from oh, yeah, totally. we had seen before uh, Microsoft. Like, know, it this... seemed like Microsoft had was billing this as a game to maybe help, you know, extend the xbox brand in japan is a part of yeah of the release yeah and, and with platinum you know like you said they were the ones who did bayonetta and bayonetta 2 and so they have that great partnership of nintendo stepping in there and we could have a very similar situation here um the only thing that makes me a little bit skeptical is that platinum games just announced a new game in the nintendo direct that we're going to get to in a minute uh yeah. called astral chain and that's coming out and in they're August. supposed to be working and they're also supposed to be working on bayonetta 3 yeah. too. and bayonetta 3 is being worked on and so like if this game is also being developed or like i don't know maybe they like just took parts of the of this game and put it into astral train or astral train or into bayonetta 3 maybe um maybe you know it's not exactly scale bound but you know they're they're reusing some of the ideas or 
I don't yeah. know. I I feel like it, the timing's a little weird on this kind of rumor going around, but uh, I don't know. I I just want to see this happen just to see everyone's reactions and just see the all this fuel out of the console wars because people are gonna oh just gosh. flip out. You know, I remember when Bayonetta two got announced for the Wii U <laughs> and just like the internet just freaked out for like a week going like Nintendo is evil. How dare they steal Bayonetta and make it exclusive? Oh, this should be on all platforms and. You know, yeah. when secretly it was Nintendo making sure the game actually existed. So I'll, I'll be very interested to see, uh, you know, the reactions if this does become a reality. But well, I, I, think, like, I think Rob's right. I think most gamers would be pretty stoked about it. And it sounds like this is all pretty early rights talk, like talking through, like, who has the rights to the game and, and what are how far in development are they and stuff. So even if Platinum is the one who gets to develop this... It seems like it's still going to be a ways out. We're probably looking at maybe releasing about the same time as the Metroid game. Um, well, what what would be worse? The disappointment of looking forward to Scalebound and it getting canceled forever? Or Scalebound getting revived and coming out and it not being that good? Which disappointment is worse? I, I think the it coming out and it not being that good. Because, <laughs> you know... You you kind of once you kind of get that first heartbreak like it hurts at first but then time starts to heal and then <laughs> a month like a year later like you like reopen it and you're like oh my gosh it could actually happen and you get soup like your hype levels just go even higher than they were before and then if it's not good you know that's, that's, yeah. that's a good point I, I think I agree with I, you. <laughs> I I agree I mean looking back at like Star Wars thirteen thirteen. It's still hands down the best looking Star Wars game ever. And like the one game that we're all like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever and have it canceled and just live in that kind of sacred place of like, this is incredible. And we're so sad that it's gone. If that game actually came out, it'd probably be not very good. Well, it's okay, Rob. <laughs> Every game that was like kind of being um, used from the, the skeleton of that game and being inspired by that. Every game like that has also been canceled. So yeah, yeah it's true. Yep. So, Instead, we'd get Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 from EA. But thankfully, we have Star Wars uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy free on Xbox Gold right now, which I just started playing, and I'm, I'm really liking the setup so far. I just started, but, you know, I, I'm excited. Uh, I, I just I just feel great going back to the LucasArts Star Wars games. I'm like, ah, th these are the days of Star Wars games. <laughs> well, good. and there's also they a rumor that... They were pumping them out and, you know, every third one was, like, pretty fun yeah <laughs> just good memories it's also a rumor that uh respawn's still working on that star wars game and supposedly we're getting an announcement soon but we'll see I, i'm they're working on it they announced it it's supposed to come out this year yeah and i'm no, sure there, it will it just probably won't be good because as you know they're doing apex legends and apparently doing something else for titanfall 3 <laughs> yeah i know right like how much more can they do yeah and with with how well apex is doing and seems to continue like what will continue to do throughout the year i I would be very surprised if they're pulling resources off of Apex to work on, you know, another game. So, yeah. Anyway, it'll come out this year. I just, I don't, I don't think it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Let's move in to our Nintendo Direct impressions. Uh, this last week, Nintendo had uh, their first Direct of the 2019 uh, year. And uh, fun fact, this was actually the longest uh, uh, time between Nintendo Directs, like, it's, we've never had to wait this long for another Nintendo Direct, in case you didn't know that. Because <laughs> so. the, the last one happened, like, the beginning of November was the Smash Brothers Direct, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, So it was, it was it was a while ago. This is the, the most uh, days we've had 
between just regular between. Nintendo Directs. So, well, I they think made the ex- expectations it. were high, and at least in my opinion, I think it totally delivered. Um, and that is because their opener was Straight Fire with Super Mario Maker 2. Um, so a new sequel uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch. And the best part is this game is not coming out like in October or something. Like this game is coming out in June. So like they finally just announced a new Mario game and it's coming out within like four months, which I find incredibly exciting. And they started this trailer with my most wanted like feature of the original Mario Maker, which is adding slopes like Super Mario World like style levels where you can just push down on the on the D-pad and Mario will just you know kind of slide down and like kill all the enemies on the slopes and just makes the level design like way way more open and you can do way more now with that and there's so many other things hidden in this trailer but I I was hoping this would get announced at some point in the Switch but I wasn't expecting this to be announced um, last week especially coming out you know in the first half of the year yeah so. to me I think the biggest the biggest surprise was it coming out in June, which, you know, that's like, what, four, four months in between when they announce it and when it's um, going to release, yeah. which is kind of crazy. And then also the fact that they just released a new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe on the Switch in January. So, you know, a, a diff, you know, not a maker game, but a 2D Mario game. So mm-hmm. releasing those both within six months of each they, other. They finally filled the void of 2D <laughs> Mario. For some reason, it took them two years, but it's here. Yeah. And I just want to say, uh, last week on the show, one of my Nintendo Direct predictions was that, that we're going to get a game that's kind of surprising, but not like one of the major IPs, like kind of like the Super Mario, Mario Strikers. Wait, are you saying like Mario that. isn't a major IP? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying we, were, we weren't going to get like the 3D Mario or 3D Zelda or a new, like they were going to announce one of those type of like, striker or tennis or baseball or something like that or like uh, a sports game or something like that and, and here's mario maker so i'm close right okay i, I would count mario maker as a core <laughs> I mean, mario I would, game like. I, would count, I would count mario and the uh announcement we'll talk about next uh both as like half point so i'll give you a full point for that <laughs> <laughs> there you go. but i mean i think none of us were really expecting you know i I'd, just from what i've seen about super mario maker 2 a lot of people are expecting uh, Super Mario Maker to just get ported over to the Switch. They weren't yeah. really expecting like Mario Maker Two, like a full sequel oh, to I, come out. So, I, I know but there's. I think it's really impressive. That. Um, I, I think it makes sense for them to do a full sequel because you know there were a lot of concerns that people had a, about the the original game that people enjoyed, but things they wanted to get fixed, and it makes sense mm-hmm. for them to go ahead and address those rather than yeah. just straight porting over the original game. Um, and also yeah. they had to kind of probably change and it looks like they're change they're obviously had to address the fact that the gamepad was a touchscreen that's how you made all the levels on the wii u versus the yeah, switch you don't have the two if screens <laughs> if it's docked you can't use you can't use touch to uh create levels so yeah and you know if you watch the trailer closely though, there's like these little like wheels that kind of open up as you're placing things to, you know to kind of make it better to use for controllers so i imagine you can kind of quickly select with the bumpers and then use the analog stick to kind of you know quickly scroll between different you know, items and enemies and, you know, I'm sure everything will in there will be fine. Um, there's no Super Mario Bros. 2 art style. I know you're sad about that, Nathan. Uh, but they did add in Super Mario 3D World uh, into 2D Mario, which, like, hey, that, we, that we was amazing. Seen, this was the first trailer. I'm not ruling out hope for Super Mario Bros. 2 art style yet. <laughs> uh, I would rule out hope. There's no way it's going to happen now. <laughs> it's just, just Mario Bros. 2 levels, like, you, you can't touch 
and flip between the different styles like you can with Marbros too. Like, yeah, that yeah. Sense? no, like, I I don't think it'll actually happen. But I think there could be potentially more art styles besides the ones that we've seen from Mario Two. I would love that. That's be- awesome. Because they showed off 3D World, I think you know maybe we'll see some other 3D game yeah. art style. That's, I'd love to be... see yeah more kind of maybe 3D Mario power ups translated to kind of 2D Mario. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be really, really cool um, to see that because we have Cat Mario in 2D Mario now, which yeah. is awesome. And then they, you know, put in you know the see-through pipes from Mario 3D World, a bunch of different enemies and just different mechanics. The from Angry Sun, yeah, Angry Sun from Mario Bros. 3. I'm just gonna make these horrific, like childhood nightmare-inducing, like Angry Sun levels now. Yeah, and it's gonna be watching great. through that video. It looks like you might be able to craft, like, create uh, secret exits now and stuff like that in your levels. Mm-hmm um so that that would be a new thing from yeah and like you can do custom scrolling now as well so like you know it's it, the first mario maker it would only scroll from left to right one of three speeds but now you can fall and you go oh you know you have to go up here the entire level or you can go up and then ride and then up and then you know different directions and yeah there's the snake blocks and there's just so much there i'm really excited i my one hope is this that they figure out the curation better and they you know, yeah. find a better way to kind so, of recommend well-made levels and you know feature i i have cool levels. i have i have two things first i'm really curious to see how they do um the co-op mechanic of like building and stuff like that like obviously this is two it has luigi on the box so it looks like there's gonna be mm. co-op um so i'm curious how they integrate that and then two i'm like excited about this but then jeff i know you kind of felt the same way like i really had a lot of fun with the original mario maker but then Mm -hmm. after playing it a while i was like oh yeah that's right like i remember why nintendo make yes the best 2d (laughs) mario games because they're the ones creating the levels so like and you kind of dropped off the original because of that are you worried about that with the sequel too well i mean dropped off yes that being said this was probably my second most played wii u game behind smash bros and so like i still did put a ton of time in this game but it seems like this time I'm not as worried about it because it seems like Nintendo's not really holding anything back. Like, you can tell, I think it was a conscious decision. They're like, yeah, we're not going to put in the slopes. They'll be able to make, you know, levels that are, you know, a lot more kind of like what we did do in all of our games because we use lots of slopes. And, oh, you know, we're not going to let them do full customization on the camera on scrolling levels. And it seems they're just really going completely all out and there's not really any customization or anything that people will be able to you know, really wish was in there, if that makes sense. So I'm hoping that really opens up the tools uh, for creators to make better levels and better content. And really, if the curation's there, I think I'm going to be playing this game, like, almost infinitely. I, I don't think I'm going to put this game out for a long time. But, but yeah, yeah. What, what made me kind of drop it was just it was hard to find good levels. Like, you know, you found auto-scrolling levels or just insanely hard levels that, you know, weren't, weren't uh, very much fun to play. But... It definitely, it definitely makes you appreciate the Nintendo uh, level designers and <laughs> all the, all the hard work that just goes into game design in general. I think, but yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, our next announcement is not only are we getting a Mario game that is brand new this year, but we are getting a new Zelda game, kind of in a way, <laughs> with Link's Awakening <laughs> HD, which. I'm pretty much counting it as a new game because the original Link's Awakening came out over 20 years ago on a Game Boy, which a majority of Switch owners, I'm guessing, have not played before. And this, you know, looks fully re redone art style and just graphics, just yeah. complete overhaul. I mean, like it, the way they announced this game, they like, you know, so the original Game Boy had like an iconic for the time uh, cutscene at the start of the game that kind of showed a ship. 
you know, and there was like a lightning strike that struck the ship and it showed how Link kind of ended Link's up like on the island. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was Game Boy graphics, so they couldn't do do a lot with it versus yeah. they announced this game and it looks it's like a full on like cartoon scene of like the waves and the water. And then you see Link's uh, uh, what his pants, I forget what they're called. Oh, his um, gauntlets and, and gloves. And, and it, it looks like a full on like show or something like that. Yeah, like um, an anime so. or something. <laughs> yeah, yes, it looks exactly. really cool. Like the animation was really well done. And even, you know, they move into some gameplay of the footage and it's one of the it's the isometric like 2D, 3D style that um, uh, the Pokemon games have been doing lately. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically the kind of uh, smaller 3ds style zelda game right so yeah similar mm-hmm. to link to the past or the most recent example would be a link between worlds single player yeah. um but the the, the art style um i was kind of surprised because i first thought it was like oh it looks like maybe an updated version of the link between worlds engine but it's not it's a completely new art style mm-hmm. uh it looks almost like claymation or something like that though mm-hmm. like yeah. the way they've made the world and the characters and um i saw a comparison of that in the original art style and it looks really really faithful like the way they did link's eyes um look very similar those little beady eyes (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy so i'm i'm very very excited i'm curious to see what updates or changes they made obviously they released i played um the uh the dx version release which released on the game boy color Hmm. And I didn't beat that game, but I played through most of it. And they added a color dungeon for that because they were like, they wanted to show off the fact that it was a neat Game Boy Color (laughs) game. So I'm curious to see if that's in there, if they make any other changes. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm sure sure there'll be a couple little new things, but it looks looks pretty faithful to the original. Like I've seen a a video comparison of showing, you know, the bits of gameplay and showing the the Game Boy one. And it's like, man, that looks pretty much the exact same other than just this totally kind of new really colorful you know like you said kind of like almost claymation chibi art style um which i'm kind of glad that they are changing the art style like we've seen kind of the you know the ds games basically did wind waker top down art style right it was pretty much wind waker art style and graphics just top down and then the triforce heroes and link between worlds was you know kind of a 3d reinvention of the link to the past one and you know i think it's cool that we're getting you know a different different kind of look and take on Zelda. And I'm excited to see just all the different parts of the game and all the little, you know, we saw a little bit of Chain Chomp and Goomba in, the, in there. And just this game has just some really weird, like, enemy, like, cameos. And, like, you can steal things from the shop and the shopkeeper will, like, try to kill you and stuff like that. Just, like, this game is so weird and awesome. And yeah. I'm really, really excited to play it. Yeah, this is probably my most anticipated game out of this whole thing. And it's one of those games where I kind of go, hmm, I really kind of wish I had a Switch so I could get this game. Yeah. Well, we were all yeah, hoping I, that we'd get a new 2D Zelda game, you know, like to fill the gap yeah. between the next 3D Zelda, whether it's, you know, a Breath of the Wild sequel or whatnot. Yeah. But just <clears throat> finally seeing it in action makes me really excited for it. And I'm also secretly hoping that they keep this engine and art style and make like a new Triforce Heroes, like multiplayer Zelda yeah. game. Well, <laughs> like, actually, that would be amazing. That, that... Something interesting that uh, someone from Nintendo Life noticed is on the actual release and listing, and this could be just because, you know, they're waiting to see or whatnot, but it says number of players, and it's listed as to be determined, so people have been like, hmm, are they going to add some kind of multiplayer (laughs) thing or something like that? Which, if there is anything, like, the Switch makes sense because it's so focused on multiplayer, especially with the two Joy-Cons and stuff like that. Yeah, think about that. If you could, like, do, like, maybe, like, a challenge mode or or something, even just, kind of, the Triforce Hero combat mode and just mess around, I would love for that 
that mode to be added. I would I would be so so there for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be so, great. so just we don't know for sure, but uh, something to keep an eye on as we get closer to to release. Yeah, awesome. Well, those were the two All biggest right, well, announcements I, out of the direct for sure. Yes, for sure. And I, I'd like to uh, take my moment to say I was right because I predicted last on the last week's show that a uh, game like kind of smaller eShop title would be released um the day of the direct that nintendo would announce that day and uh i'm gonna say i was right because nintendo announced and released uh, tetris 99 for the anyone on the nintendo online service um you have to be a part of the uh subscriber to the online service to get this title but it is the first ever tetris battle royale game so jeff i know you've been playing this game <laughs> yes i mean this so is ridiculous. this is a classic example of we never knew we wanted this until we played it and we're like, how did we not you know, think of this earlier? Like it's such a great idea to make <laughs> Tetris a battle royale game where like the, the premise is so simple where you're just playing Tetris, you know, you're, you're trying to you know, clear lines and whatnot, but there's 99 other players that you can kind of see around the corners of your screen that are also playing and you're just trying to be the last man standing. And when you clear lines, it you know, sends garbage to other players who are targeted and it's just such a cool idea and it's so simple and anyone can jump in there and play it and have fun and i'm like officially retiring from it because i won first place in a game i don't know how but i finally did it and i i did feel so great like i've never felt more accomplished winner winner winning. chicken dinner i've never felt more accomplished winning Boy, the battle royale win. game like I've, I've won games in fortnite and apex and other games and like winning tetris 99 is the crown jewel <laughs> of battle royale <laughs> achievements in my mind I, but, uh, when I first heard this premise, I was like, how on earth do you make a game like Tetris a Battle Royale? And I kind of watched some footage and I kind of watched some people playing it. And like, this is ridiculous and probably the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, this it, is a Battle Royale really well. that I can get behind. Yeah, and like, the cool thing is like, this game is, well, I guess it's not technically free since you have to have the online membership, but... You know, this was a free download for me and, you know, many other Switch owners who already have the online membership. And like Nathan said, it dropped right then and there out of nowhere. So, like, everyone was just like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Like, let's start playing it. And um, it's really, really cool to see it just come out like a surprise like that. Um, now, that being said, you know, I've you guys know I've been playing a lot of Tetris Effect on PS4. And, like, mm -hmm. that is, like, a premier, like, beautiful, like, amazing, like, tons of different modes and variety like tetris experience this is just literally the most bare bones tetris but just you're playing with 99 you know players <laughs> yeah like... there's like there's there's some interesting kind of things um especially relating to kind of how you attack other players but there's like zero tutorial in this game yeah. it's just you jump in and start playing tetris and the only way you're going to know about that stuff is if you either have a friend who tells you about it or if you google it and look it up online yeah yeah it's really weird that there's, yeah, like you said, no tutorial or tips, and like you can't you can't change any of the music, you can't change the art style or the background, you can't play anything other than just the one generic mode as of now. I'm I'm yeah, you know, assuming they're gonna add more modes or maybe an offline mode or a practice mode later on. Yeah, um, but like it it is it is definitely very bare bones Tetris, but you know what yeah. it does do in the battle royale like. It does do very it, it, well. <laughs> it does it. It does it very well. It's the best online functioning Nintendo game I think I've ever played. There's no lag or anything <laughs> like that. That's true. That's true. Somehow uh, they've got 99 players to connect to a server and play Tetris with no lag, but you, they yeah, can't do and... it with two people in Smash. Exactly. Um, but it's it's 
it's really fun. I, I've enjoyed my time with it. My wife has played it more than me, actually. I found out, I didn't know this before, but she's apparently, like, super into Tetris and has, like, been into it her whole life. And I only discovered it when this game dropped and she, like, stole the Switch for, like, two hours <laughs> of obsessively playing it. Yeah. Oh, this is a great portable game, too. Like, this is bringing back, like, all yeah. these, like, vibes for people of, like, the original Game Boy Tetris days. And mm. it, it's it's cool yeah. to see this, uh, see this on Switch for sure. And it definitely adds some value to the online service for nintendo and i hope i hope we see kind of maybe some more um you know kind of surprise games added to the service that yeah, that'd be sure. that'd be great for you know nathan i think you talked a couple weeks ago how the nes online games don't really stack up to what the other services are adding and so it's it's good good to see some more value added there yeah definitely yeah all right well we're gonna kind of go a little quicker through the last couple uh, direct announcements i think those were our big three we really wanted to touch on mm-hmm. Um, one for me that I'm really excited about is um, a new Box Boy game got announced. Um, it's called Box Boy plus Box Girl. And um, it's a very kind of simple uh, puzzle solving game where you're going through levels, your little box character with legs. And basically, you can kind of like make blocks come out of you and kind of clone yourself to go across gaps and hit switches. And the levels are kind of like almost like brain teasers, they don't usually take more than, you know, a minute or two. Um, but they can get pretty difficult later on. And, this is a game I really enjoyed on the 3DS, and now we're getting a full sequel with 270 co-op puzzles plus like more content after that. And making this game co-op is probably gonna make it like a must-get for me. Like it, I'm getting like snipper clips type vibes where it's gonna be a really really fun game to play, you know, like with my wife or you know another another good friend who, you know, you just want to do some you know simple kind of relaxing co-op play with. And so I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, I think it looks good, and I think uh, Nintendo lied because the last uh, game in the series released was called Bye Bye Box Boy, yeah. and uh, <laughs> he's Hold apparently back. Yeah, you can unlock a brand new box who's like super tall, which uh, looks cool. It adds new elements to the puzzle. <laughs> Rectangle. And, I mean, the best, secretly the best part of this game is when you collect the little like the little hidden like jewels that are like, you know, they're like your optional, you know, challenge things to try collecting the game. Uh, you unlock costumes so you can like make box boy like wear a cape or like sunglasses and make your box boy look super cool and spiffy so i'm excited i'm excited for that feature coming back but uh yeah that, that'll be yeah. that'll be a good game and it, that's a spring game which we don't really have much coming out this spring other than yoshi so that'll that'll be good yeah that'll be nice. um but uh, nathan was there another announcement that you really um enjoyed or you're looking forward to um, the only thing I kind of wanted to mention is uh, the Fire Emblem Three Houses, which Nintendo had released, was supposed to release this spring. Um, it got an official release date, um, but it's delayed until July. So the, the end of July, July 26th is when this, post- this game is supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. They did go into kind of a, a lot more detail um, in the Direct, which was kind of cool to see. Um, the game looks really pretty. Both the kind of battlefield animations look really good. Um, I mean, it's the first time we've seen the series in HD, so that's just nice to see. Hmm. And then uh, the um, kind of the cutscenes with the kind of anime style um, looks really nice as well. And it, Nintendo's, or not Nintendo, but uh, I forget who, who the developer is um, who makes these games, but they're leaning hard into the um, kind of like... Uh, it's the three houses are three different schools, and they're leaning hard into the kind of the relationship making and making your... your um, uh, characters better friends and growing their relationship outside of the battle will really help um with them in the battle 
and it almost looks like a Fire Emblem cross Harry Potter because there's like three houses and you're a professor. <laughs> there's a leader of each house that you're going to be, uh, I think, interacting with and sending yeah. your students out in battle and stuff like that. So it looks um, it's really interesting, interesting. In the fact that there's really you know three different kind of main characters and kind of factions you can choose from in the game. And I yeah. wonder, it seems like they're kind of selling it like the, all three of those are very different. It's going to change the way the game is played. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to see when that game comes out. Like, is it, oh, you're pretty much just choosing a faction and they're all pretty much the same and it doesn't really change much of the story? Or is it like full on kind of like three full different campaigns within the same game that are very different and you replay, you know, multiple times, kind of like Resident Evil 2. Um, so so I'm, I'm excited to see how that works out. But yeah, it definitely looks very, very heavy Fire Emblem, which kind of scares me a little bit <laughs> because it looks very, very in-depth and very... Uh, very text yes. heavy. Yes. Which I think exactly. is what just don't if you, if you want. if you do get this game Jeff at any point just don't make the mistake of playing classic fire emblem and making all your characters <laughs> die forever. Just you yeah, know, choose I, the easy mode and let them come back after a battle. It's okay. I will definitely not make that mistake again. But in the meantime, I'm glad I have Wargroove to to stretch or scratch the yeah. uh, strategy itch with me and you know, th there's a little bit of story in there, but really you're just having fun with the the gameplay. So yeah, and I, I think it is um, kind of sad to see that it was delayed to July because um, the other thing that I noticed in this direct is Nintendo, the vice president of, I forget what his title is, but vice president of something at Nintendo of America, Doug Bowser, uh, was talking after the direct and he said that every title that was shown in this direct is uh, slated to come out in 2019. So all of, And most of the games were kind of announced for summer. So it looks like there's going to be a ton of stuff for summer and then there's stuff that is announced for 2019 that we didn't even see, like Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. um, Luigi's Mansion. Also, Luigi's Mansion. on the way, supposedly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you, you know, really gonna, do get... It's going to be a stacked year. Yeah, exactly. It'll be, and it'll be a back-heavy year, um, which is, uh, like, it'd be nicer if a couple of these games could come out in the spring versus, you know, but yeah. such is life. But, I mean, let's say all these games do come out, plus Pokemon, Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion. Like, this is could be like a historic year for nintendo if all these games really do um come out you know and we get so many great first party titles all within this one year i think that yeah would be, that would be that would be really that awesome would be, that would be really awesome i just i just hope they're a little bit spread out because um like as people have said uh it was really great to get pokemon and smash bros both last year but they were came out within two weeks of each other Mm. Which you know kind of led to me not <laughs> playing a bunch of Pokemon and then not playing Pokemon yeah. when Smash came out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It would be good to see them spread out at least, maybe even if it's just like you know one every kind of month for the last half of the year or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Smash Bros. and uh, uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas are both getting some updates as well. Um, Smash Bros. They're teasing some type of new spring update when uh, you know the first DLC character arrives. I'm hoping we see some like break the target stages come back in. Like I loved going through those stages and melee, and you know trying to kind of speed run. And with online leaderboards now, I think that'd be really fun. Maybe we'll see home run contest or you know stage creator come back. But um, good to see Smash is going to be getting continual kind of updates and. There'll be more Star Fox added to Starlink, which is honestly the only reason that I'm there for that game. So yeah, exactly. excited to see that. That's cool. Um, I can fly as Peppy. Like Peppy here is my favorite character, like in the Star Fox universe. You can now fly as Peppy, Falco, and Slippy, and fight like the full Star Wolf team. And so that that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be fun to see all those characters, you know, mm. doing the the cheesy voice lines with each other and stuff. So 
Yeah, I think the the other the last thing I'd have to say about this direct is it was really nice because there's a lot of announcements in here that we didn't talk about because maybe they're not necessarily aimed towards us, but there was like there was hopefully something for everyone in this announcement, no matter what kind of games you like or what what yeah, type of gamer you are. Good variety. There's there's a good variety of a, a lot of different yeah. stuff. Zoom Zoom Disney baby. <laughs> what, what did you guys think of that uh the astral chain platinum game that that was announced it, i for me it's not a game for me but you know yeah, it yeah. looks like another platinum yeah, action right. title that i've i've tried really i've tried a couple platinum enjoy. games i couldn't play bayonetta yeah. past the first couple levels <laughs> same with wonderful 101 and the transformers game like I, those games just aren't really for yeah. me but you know it's cool to see another you know new ip and exclusive switch game come out and you know, it's August, not too far away. So, yeah. yeah. And Rob, you can get a Assassin's Creed 3 on the Switch, so you need to get a Switch now, right? <laughs> you know, the thing about that one is, I think I said this to you guys when they announced it. I was like, why are we putting one of the worst Assassin's Creed games onto the Switch? Like, if we're going to put an Assassin's Creed game, like, let's at least put, like, two or the Ezio collection or four or, okay. like, no, even one of the Assassin's newer Creed ones. Three remastered with all dlc and assassin's creed liberation which is exactly like, you can play game, that pirate king george washington dlc where he was somehow a pirate king or king of no, he wasn't a pirate like he that. wasn't a pirate king he was oh. the, he was the tyrant king the tyrant king excuse me that yeah sounds fun. i did sounds play that dlc and it was awful <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it no. is a weird choice but i mean even like the Wii U got Assassin's Creed 4 and Assassin's Creed 3, and like here we are two years into the Switch, and we're only <laughs> seeing Assassin's Creed 3, which is kind of weird. But, um, anyways, let's move on to what we're playing. Um, I have been playing a ton of Xbox Game Pass, like I said, played through Crackdown 3. Um, uh, we talked a little bit about the single player. I do want to touch real quickly on the multiplayer because that is like the, the big cloud computing gaming, like destructive environment mode that. You know, they were kind of hyping for this game. And honestly, that entire mode feels like an afterthought. Like, it feels, you know, kind of like the Uncharted games multiplayer, where it's like, it's there, like, it's it's fine, it's not that great. You can tell they just kind of put it in to maybe get people to play the game longer. But there's literally, like, two different modes. It's, like, Deathmatch or, like, Capture the Zone, and all the maps are pretty much the same, and gameplay is pretty boring, and... Sure, you can kind of destroy the environments, but it's like it, the frame rate on it is terrible and the resolution dips because it's like streaming like cloud computing from Microsoft or something. And it just seems like a really weird game and idea to use that technology on. And it doesn't seem like it was necessary. Like, like I said, I played two or three rounds and I was like, I don't get the hype. I'm going to go back to campaign because that's way more fun to me. So I mean, mm. let, let me just speculate for a second. But I think originally Microsoft was like, hey, we can do cloud stream. We can use this to make. And that's what they spent the last three years, you know, trying to make the multiplayer yeah. really cool, fun aspect of the game. And finally, they were like, all right, this isn't working. We have to release this game. Just make it like Crackdown 1 and we'll add in this, you know, this kind of crappy multiplayer mode. Yeah. Like maybe the cloud yeah. stream was for the campaign or something. I because the campaign is not destructible environments at all. Like that's yeah. that's nowhere near the cam campaign, and like it takes forever to connect to the server for the multiplayer because of, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, it just is really weird to me how bare bones it is. Like it's very very simplistic. There's little to no like stat tracking and like options in your loadouts and like things to do in the multiplayer. So 
very bizarre. Maybe like, it'll get updated. I feel like they were just but... so ambitious in getting this out that they finally got to a point where they're like, guys, we really don't have much, and we need to just get this game out. Yeah, we need to release the game because we've already lost money on this game. We're <laughs> yeah, continuing probably. to lose money the, the longer yeah. it's in development. Yeah, but like I said, enjoy enjoy the campaign. It's fun. It's worth playing through. You know, it's a short campaign. If you have Game Pass, uh, definitely check it out. Um, you can beat it in a weekend and um story is whatever like all that was fine like that they're really the only complaint about the story like i wasn't expecting much but they they got terry cruz and they hyped terry cruz up and they didn't even like use him like he was in the opening cutscene, and like other than that he's just basically a player skin that you can use among many other player skins he doesn't really talk or do anything else which was which was a, a tad disappointing to me as we were yeah. talking about uh yesterday we were watching miss uh ant live uh, stream some Overwatch gameplay, and we were talking about it, and I said, you know, it's probably just because they couldn't find a way to do all the animation for his pectoral muscles. <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't find a good gameplay mechanic uh, for those pecs. But, uh, it just didn't seem to fit. Yeah, however, I have been playing a really good game on Game Pass, mm-hmm. and that is Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the third and final uh, entry in the new Tomb Raider uh, series that Crystal Dynamics has been making. Um, and I have to say, I'm really, really loving it. I, I can tell that this one was really a full next-gen game because like Rise of the Tomb Raider came out you know, on PS4 and Xbox One, but it was also kind of a last-gen game as well. They put it on 360. Yeah. Um, so it looks a lot better. It looks really clean. You know, I'm not even playing it like in 4K. It looks great on Xbox. And um, I, I got to say, it might be the best setting yet for all the Tomb Raiders. Um, because it's set mostly in Peru and in Southern America, so you're basically just going through jungles and like Mayan like temples and lot lot more tombs that you're going through. And I really am tracking with the story more than I did with the other ones. So um, it, it's still kind of early to say. I'm only about 15% in, but I think this may may be my favorite of of all three of the new Tomb Raider games. Wow, that's impressive. Because I think when this game launched, it kind of well, it launched like what a week after Spider-Man, I think. Yeah, so. it was bad time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people played through it and said they didn't like it quite as much as the second one. So that's that's good to hear. Yeah, no, mm. I, I definitely was not expecting to be as interested in the uh, the world and environment as as I was. And they even do a little bit of a kind of like a young Nathan Drake replays like <laughs> young Laura Croft and like solve some early puzzles as a kid, which is which is kind of fun. But. Nice, that's always fun. Um, yeah, other than that, I did play the demos that are free on the Nintendo eShop uh, for Yoshi's Crafting World, Demon X Machina. Um, if you don't have a lot of time, you can only play one. Uh, play Yoshi. Um, Yoshi's pretty fun. It's cute. It's adorable. It's everything you'd probably expect. doesn't do anything super amazing other than the fact that after you beat the level, um, you can replay the level a second time and play through the level backwards, which they kind of announced, but I, at least I forgot about. Um, when you replay the level a second time, there's like bonus like collectibles and things you can kind of find. Uh, but yeah, game's fun. It's cute. Co-op's fun. Um, Damon X Machina is the new mech IP game coming out from Nintendo. And I'm honestly confused of how this game got made and who it's for because it doesn't control very well. <laughs> and the gameplay isn't very fun. But yeah, I don't know. It's you're just in a giant like city area. Like it feels almost like a GameCube game in that way. Like it's just a flat little area, and you're basically just controlling a mech through a 3D space, kind of like a Star Fox all range mode. And you're just kind of flying around, tapping the triggers to shoot random enemies that you're locked onto, and 
that's pretty much all there is. Like, it doesn't seem to be much more than that. So I don't know. It, it, I I'm not excited for this game. I'm not, definitely not getting it. I'm glad there's a demo to try it. It's cool. You can customize like your mech. I really enjoyed that. Like you can make your mech look super cool or ridiculous if you want to. But yeah, very very uh, confused of <laughs> who this game is trying to sell to. But yeah. well, mm-hmm. I think it's it's interesting because they put this game this out and then they said, hey, this game isn't coming out anytime super soon like it's we want player feedback and they sent out like a email to people at um ask them to fill out a survey yeah. of people which nintendo's never really done before like that. Like, yeah which nintendo um i remember octopath traveler which is you know a switch exclusive game but was made by square enix did something similar last mm. year but i just thought mm. that was interesting yeah I, I don't know if you if you had a chance to play it or not nathan mm. but it's I, I haven't played it yet no I, I was on twitter talking to a couple of people and I, I was getting the same impression from others they're kind of like yeah controls aren't great i'm not not really sure yeah what to think it's yeah. def- i haven't really seen anyone say it's amazing but super, i'm sure i'm sure it's made for someone out there just not me i, I was guess. probably trying to tap into like you know how back like early 2000s there was all those mech warrior type games and you know a lot of the mech mm games is probably trying to trap into some of that like nostalgia maybe i I figured it was going to be more like kind of a xenoblade game almost where it was going to be like really heavy rpg with like tons of story and like xp and leveling up and kind of those kind of core systems but it none of that seems to be really present instead it's just oh you finish the mission and you can upgrade your gun or upgrade your helmet or your arm or whatever and yeah it doesn't seem like it goes too heavy into that so I don't know how fun the gameplay loop would be. But anyways, let me know if you tried it out. I'd love to hear your thoughts and what you thought of Demon X Machina. Um, Rob, what have you been playing? All right, so uh, I got chance to play a little bit more uh, Curse of Monkey Island, just kind of cranking through that one. Super fun. Uh, LucasArts games, are they're so much fun. Rob, have oh, yeah. you beat this game before? You have, right? Uh, no, I have not beaten this one. Oh, I thought you'd beaten all the Monkey Islands. No, I've beaten the first two, okay. um, both original and remastered. And I have played some of the newer Telltale one, but I have not beaten, mostly because you could. there was like nowhere you could find them. So Escape yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Monkey Island and Curse of Monkey Island have basically been kind of hidden. No one really could find them. Uh, unless you bought, like, a really, really old computer and a disc. Yeah. <clears throat> but more recently, within the last few years, they've both been released on, uh, like, GOG first and then now on Steam. And so I now own all the Monkey Island games, and I'm playing through them slowly as I go through my alphabet. Nice, nice. But, yeah, so this is first time through this one. Um, it's, it, it's really funny. I mean, it's everything we love about LucasArts and Monkey Island and everything along those lines, but it's not, it's not as good as the first two, but it still is really good. Cool. And then, uh, I played through, uh, a little bit more of dead effect and actually beat the game. Uh, it's not super long. That's the spaceship zombie game that I was playing. The doom like one kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of like old school doom a little bit like, uh, like kind of like Doom Three era, so but it was it was it was fun. It's there's it's not really a scary game. It's not really a horror game. There's a couple of jump scares, mostly because I was shooting one way and turned around, and there's a zombie standing like a foot away from me. Yeah. And 
I, you know, kind of cried and squealed a little bit and shot it repeatedly with a gun. That I wasn't even, I accidentally, like, I had this one moment where I was shooting this one way. I was just taking out all these zombies with an assault rifle, and then I kind of turned around to go the other direction, and a zombie, like, hit me in the face, and I, like, kind of squeaked. And when I jumped, I, like, scrolled through my weapons and ended up on a pistol that was really weak. And so I'm sitting here trying to shoot it with a pistol <laughs> all the while. It's like, not to, effective. Like, ah, ah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I beat the game. It wasn't super long. Um, I actually have the second one, so I'll probably start that one of these days and just see how it compares to the first one. <laughs> um, and then I also... So uh, PlayStation Network has been doing this uh, sale on NBA Live All-Star Edition in honor of, like, in the actual NBA, there's the All-Star Weekend. And so I had been kind of eyeing it and finally decided, okay, this looks like it's worth it. So I bought... NBA Live 19 uh, yesterday uh, for five bucks. And I downloaded it today and started playing it. And again, so, I so feel can like. So, can you confirm? Is it worth $5? Because this is like a full, pretty much AAA, you know, EA sports game, and it's already down to $5. Is it worth the five bucks? That's well, it's down, for, it's down to $5 because of the basketball weekend, you know, the big thing going on in the in the real NBA. But, yeah, cool. it's it's a lot of fun. It actually, gameplay-wise, is a lot of fun. I, I don't know, uh, kind of being born and raised on the uh, on the 2K formula, you, you kind of, you have to adapt a little bit because I feel this like... This one is game, much more arcadey, right? Yeah, yeah, the gameplay is a lot more arcadey. It's a little bit more simplistic. I think the, I think the biggest thing is uh, 2K requires a lot more skill and a lot more dedication to getting good at, which is a lot of fun. But NBA Live is one of those type of games that I feel like you can just jump into and feel like you're being very successful yeah, and doing very well play. really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is There's online, like, head-to-head, right? There's online head-to-head, there's pickup, there's franchises, and there's also, like, uh, because the NBA career. Live has the WNBA contract right now as well, so they have That's NBA cool. players and WNBA players. And so there also is an NBA, a WNBA, like, pickup league, and you can, in your, like, street ball type uh, campaign or story yeah, the, about being the one, campaign. you can actually have WNBA players playing on your team. So there's like, like street ball heard, where you can do like three on three and stuff too. Uh, yeah. Well, the the street ball, the one campaign is five on five street ball. Okay. And it's first to twenty one, you know, everything like that. But I actually have two WNBA players on my team right now. I don't remember who they are. Well, but, if if I can play online with you, I might have to pick it up. For five yeah, minutes. I feel like it's worth it just to pick it up. It's cheap. It's fun yeah. gameplay. I, we all like basketball. I so, kind of been interested in getting an NBA game for like like this year i've been waiting for a good sale and i saw it for five bucks and you you may you may be selling me on it rob and you know i i, I as long as there's a three on three mode because i played that that was like my favorite thing in 2k19 i really liked kind of picking different players and playing the black like top three. Yeah, yeah you could play like half court you know too yeah. and it's i really like yeah. that so i, I might cool. have to get it as well we maybe we'll have a have a basketball mm-hmm. night there you go do yeah. a little stream it'd be a lot of fun all right nathan cool. What you got? Uh, I have been playing. Uh, I got two new games this last week, actually. First one is Civilization Six on the Switch. Um, I picked yeah. that up last week, and 
I've really enjoyed it. It's my first ever uh, strategy. I forget what it, the technical term for it is, but it's like a strategy turn game. So you, like you take a turn and then the computers take a turn and stuff. So instead, as opposed to being like a real time strategy game where you're yeah, managing so, everything in, in real mm. time. Um, it is, uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's very, there's a ton of systems and I've still, like I played the uh, tutorial and the tutorial is like 270 turns or something like that. And it oh took gosh. me like, six hours to complete that's insane <laughs> so, yeah so this is obviously a you know a series that's been going on a while and it's very, very deep, deep mechanics and there's a ton of different elements and mechanics and stuff going on so i still don't feel like i know you know understand everything but i'm enjoying my time kind of figuring it out and stuff like that and it's it seems like the perfect game for switch because you can like play a game yeah um and kind of save it and come back to it at any time and if you need to kill yeah. some time it's a, it's a good game for that so yeah, I'm enjoying my first entry into the Civ world. And then the other game I picked up actually yesterday was a, is a Moonlighter, which is on sale on Switch now for about, I think it's $18. I got it for like 15 because I had some uh, credit stored up. But Oh, I was so mad because I saw that on sale on Xbox and it was like 11 bucks. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick it up. And I'm like, yeah. oh, but I'd rather have it on the Switch. I went to the Switchy shop and it's 18 bucks. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a little, I, I paid the Switch tax because I think I saw it on PS4 yeah. and it was like, Twelve dollars yeah. or something like that, but I was like, I really want this game on the Switch. I've this is a game I've actually had on my wish list for a while, and I've been eyeing. Yeah, and it. uh, it's, it's really, um, I'm really enjoying it so far. The loop is kind of you. Um, you're an adventurer, and you play um, through these different dungeons. I'm so far, I'm still in the first dungeon, but each dungeon is, um, it's randomly generated, and it's like a uh, roguelike game. So um, every time you go out of the dungeon, um, the dungeon has similar elements but kind of resets and the path and stuff like that is different. Mm -hmm. um, but basically the focus is you go into the dungeon, you kill monsters and collect loot and eventually, um, and then you take that loot back and you have a shop that you run during the day and you sell it to people and you kind of set out your, your items and customers will come in like, do and then like they'll kind of the prices and stuff. Yeah. You get, you get to set all the prices and customers will come in and be like, uh, there's like kind of an emoji system in the game where customers will like have a, upset face if it's too expensive or um if it's like cheaper than it should be then they get like really really excited and so you're kind of trying to figure out what the optimum price is where people still want to buy it and um be excited but then not to um but then not be too uh high in price don't want to undervalue or yeah yeah don't don't want to undervalue anything and then also um i haven't i've only played a couple hours so i'm not exactly sure how all this works but it seems like uh uh, stuff goes up and down in popularity depending on you know how rare the item is and stuff like that so if you sell nice. a lot one thing like yeah. the popularity it'll so devalue the market the a little bit yeah exactly so, so, well, so that's a lot of economy i was, stuff I was wondering and, what is what do you use like the money or like the goal that you're getting from selling things so you like do you buy new gold, gear um, you can upgrade your town so there's uh right now at the start there's two merchants that you can see but there's five total three of them are grayed out i don't know what they do but the two that i can see right now one of them is like a basically like an armor so you bring him materials and then pay him gold and he can make you new weapons and new armor and okay. And hmm. all that kind of stuff um then there's a potion lady as well and then there's three other upgrades for the town and you can also pay money to upgrade your shop um so that you can sell more stuff and have i think there's a couple other things as well but yeah so and then so it's kind of a really addicting loop because you're like oh i sold my stuff i want to go in like oh let me i want to go see if i have enough money to, to upgrade something oh i don't let me go go back in the dungeon but that's the sign of a good roguelike is the addicting yeah. loop and it sounds like it's there 
Yes, yeah, I, so. I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a is a cool um, art style as well. So nice. it's on sale Switch, I think, till the 24th for like yeah, really really months. nice pixel art. Like I yeah. I watched the trailer the other day. I'm like, man, this pixel art looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Oh, and speaking of on sale, I think this is just something I'm gonna drop really quickly here. Uh, the Witcher Three Game of the Year Edition is the cheapest it's ever been right yeah, it's, now it's 15 dollars on, on psn i think i saw yeah i picked it but it's like done its round so like it was on gog for 15 dollars. it was on xbox live for 15 dollars. it's on playstation n for 15 dollars. i got it on steam for 15 dollars. so you're interested in playing that game it's 15 dollars right now well i mentioned sale prices i just picked <clears> up uh, red dead redemption 2 today um at long last and uh, i was mm. waiting for a sale on that and it hit uh hit 40 bucks, 40 bucks. on uh on xbox so yeah if you have Xbox you and you're interested, uh, I, that's the lowest price I think it's really been since it's come out. So I, uh, I think it's also forty dollars on PlayStation. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I think I saw that somewhere as well. So yeah, I, think I saw that. It's forty dollars on PlayStation right now. Also, yep. So right now I'm installing that 92 gig monster. And oh uh, my god! Yeah. Uh, how? Yeah. That's, to be that fair, thing takes up 100 gigabytes. So. Halo 5 and Gears 4 both are 100 gig games, but <laughs> I've deleted Halo 5. I had that delete for a while. But I was going to say, Gears you're going to have 4. to delete one of those probably to uh, fit yeah. it on there. No, Halo's been gone for a while, and I got rid of Sea of Thieves and a bunch of other okay. games. And, I mean, okay. my, cool. my hard drive is basically half filled up with Game Pass games anyways, so yeah, I can yeah. delete cool. those. But anyways, uh, we went a little long in this week's show, but uh, we were just... So excited to talk about all the the great news and Nintendo Direct, and we had a lot of a lot of new fun games we were playing this week. So, yeah. hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Uh, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. We will leave you with Telltale Heights from the Link's Awakening original Game Boy game. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Yeah.